Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB. It is Monday the 5th of October. A lot of Australia is on holidays today. It's been a long weekend, at least in New South Wales. Uh, We're obviously not out enjoying the beach. We're here to bring you the latest in market views. I'm Ingrid Willinge. I'm here with David Scott. Yes, keeping the economy moving, doing our bit to, uh, I don't know, fire things up. It's uh, no, uh, a slowish start, it's got to be said. Uh, understandably, but what's going to be quite a busy week, particularly tomorrow. Well, we can't deny what's going on with markets today. A 2.6% gain on the Chi-X. Uh, this certainly is in stark contrast to what we saw on Friday when Trump was diagnosed with coronavirus during our market trade into the evening. Uh, so certainly we saw markets overseas uh, take a huge hit. We've managed to rebound from that. Hard to read too much into the gains today, given volumes are so light. Um, most of Australia are on public holiday. I'm reading absolutely zero into what the price action was today, and that's been brutally honest because, uh, no, you have to look back to what happened on Friday. We uh, came within a whisker of closing at fresh uh, and multi-month lows. So we've rebounded off very depressed levels uh, and basically recouped most of the losses that we saw over the past couple of uh, sessions. But realistically, we're still in the bottom half of that trading range that we've been stuck in for many months now. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting just to, to sort of remember that we've got a huge week ahead of us. So anything could happen from here. Obviously, tomorrow, Super Tuesday, they call it for a reason. We've got RBA meeting and, of course, the budget, although the budget outside of trading hours. So really, we'll be digesting that on Wednesday's trade. But when you look at the RBA tomorrow, I guess it's worth sort of previewing what we might expect because the RBA, originally a couple of big economists were expecting a cut. We obviously saw that. Bill Evans in particular from Westpac to lay that to November. So likely tomorrow we won't see a cut from the RBA, but it's still interesting to see if anything new comes out of the statement to add to sort of stimulus discussions for the Australian economy. Mark my words, the event risk tomorrow when it comes domestically comes from the RBA rather than the budget. Like I've never seen the budget move markets at all. And we're expecting a stimulatory budget. So you know, unless it was not a stimulatory tree, perhaps as expected. Yeah. No, if markets have priced it in. If it's only a $180 billion deficit rather than a $240 billion deficit, the uh, markets are going to pick. No, I'd, I'd say that in jest. Obviously, they won't do that. But yeah. uh, look, the RBA is the, is the one where it could go either way. Obviously, a lot of people are saying, well, the, the bank wants to go and give the government clear air to go and sell its uh, budget rather than go and stealing the thunder early. Uh, but interesting, there's still quite a few people out there who are expecting that the RBA will go and ease policy tomorrow. Mm. So don't discount a shock at 2.30 in the afternoon. Maybe we'll get a Team Australia moment. You never know. Perhaps. Uh, seems unlikely at this point. But perhaps. We've got to watch this space. Um, it's stock specific becomes really important. We've spoken to a couple of people, well, a lot of guests today. But one in particular I spoke to a little earlier, Hayden Beamish. Um, he's Director and Portfolio Manager at Endeavour Asset Management. was talking about rotating out of fully valued growth stocks into value plays in the resource and banking sectors, for example, but also talking about just the amount of stimulus coming into consumers' bank accounts, business bank accounts, and how this plays out for particular stocks. Now, he really likes a stock called uh, Bravura Solutions, BBS. It's a software as a service provider. Um, And, you know, this is playing on that whole sort of tech, IT infrastructure theme, which 
has been a big one in our market and seems to continue to be. It seems investors are willing to pay for quality at the moment. It's not a fully priced growth stock, that one, though? <laughs> well, he thinks there's more value to come, and this is the thing, right? It, it, at the moment, a lot of the guests we're talking to or a lot of the guests I've been speaking to are saying, well, it's a quality growth stock. Yes, you know, its valuation is rich, but it's worth the money. So go figure. You've kind of got to be selective in your stocks, I guess. Yeah, exactly right. But uh, no, it's interesting that the tech sector, undoubtedly, there's a lot of people questioning valuations at the moment because it's such a unique period that we're going through. Uh, mm. Is growth as rare as what markets are pricing when it comes to those particular areas? Uh, if it's not, then they look very bubbleistic, it's got to be said. But who can go and argue with the trend over the past uh, 12 years or so? Value has, uh, has been depressed, it's been smashed versus growth. Uh, it's gonna take some kind of you know, uh, massive uh, you know, trend shift to go and change that. Will it be a whole bunch of stimulus and uh, no recovery from you know, a once in a generation uh, no economic downturn? Potentially, but we'll have to go and find out. There's so much uncertainty out there at the moment, so too early to say anything at this point. Yeah, we've obviously got New Zealand elections in the next couple of weeks as well, um, then the US election in a, a few weeks' time or just under 30 days. So you wonder whether we'll get some more certainty at the end of that. But then, of course, you've got the coronavirus concerns across the US and Europe still rising. I mean, we seem to be coming through the end of it, but there is that uncertainty cloud that, that still, you know, you imagine would hang over markets. Yes, you know it's serious when Paris decides they're going to shut down its bars from allowing people to go and have a drink. So that gives you some insight <laughs> as to it is probably pretty serious over there at the moment. And uh, no, obviously we want to go and see that part of the world and everyone, to be honest, uh, know, to go and rid this virus. But uh, no, I'm glad that we're standing here in Sydney, Australia right now because you know, we're as you said, doing very well on that front for the time being, and hopefully it can continue. Well, I want to talk to you about that, Scuddy. It's on your view today. Scuddy's view on uh, net overseas migration, one of the most powerful forces, you say, behind Australia's GDP growth over the past decade. How much of a concern is it to you um, that perhaps we won't be seeing that sort of migration that we have seen in prior years? I wouldn't call it a concern, but it's something that I don't think that the markets and investors fully come to grips with at the moment. And there is so much uncertainty associated with it as well. It really is a binary outcome when it comes to when the international border will be open. And that effectively will be determined by what happens with a virus vaccine or treatment. Mm. So there is a lot of uncertainty. Many people out there are thinking, well, maybe it's probably going to be like at least another 12 months till we start getting back to those kind of levels we saw prior to the pandemic. But there is a risk that uh, if things don't go well, and we don't find a vaccine breakthrough that we could be looking at you know, quite a few years of you know, sub-trend growth where uh, mm. the population is only growing at maybe uh, somewhere between maybe a tenth and uh, no, an eighth of what it used to be previously. Mm. That will have massive ramifications when it comes to you know, corporate, uh, uh, corporate revenues and profits, you no know, housing demand, you know, the pool of available workers out there. Uh, so it's not that I'm not kind of concerned but it's something that I think that we may have to go and recalibrate our expectations about what life will look like if population growth doesn't return to its pre-pandemic levels. Why do you think the market is mispricing or not pricing this in? Because there's so much uncertainty about how it relates. Uh, we don't know what's going on with the virus. We don't know what's going on with the vaccine for the time being. Mm. And from a longer term perspective, I just think that we came so accustomed in this country to having very, very high growth rates out there. Uh, now that's going to be changed and how long it's going to be there, we don't know. Mm. But I just don't think that it takes time to go and change mindsets as to I know, a particular pattern. So to me, it's not been really fully pricing. The fact that it got quite a bit of attention uh, in the media over the weekend uh, tells me that uh, there hasn't been enough attention put to this particular area. One thing that's been relatively strong uh, on the market, and this is just switching gears here, is the IPO market. And we, we spoke with AI Media today, reaffirming guidance, having a really strong first uh, quarter 
off the back um, of its IPO, which was just in the last sort of six weeks or so, doing particularly well. But another company uh, we spoke to today was Wiz. This is an online home cleaning platform, ramping up plans for an IPO uh, in early 2021. Uh, it acquired a competitor, Get Jarvis, just last week. This company's been doing pretty well. Obviously, it's, it's not listed yet. Certainly got some big investors on board. And it's just interesting to see that that M&A activity still alive and well in this particular market as well as the IPO market where you know companies are seeing it as a sort of ripe environment to to list and and get funding from investors so that you know that funding is still out there investors are still cashing or putting their cash to work uh, particularly in the market i just think it's a really interesting one wiz that's wiz the name of that company one uh, you can check out on our website for more. Money is free at the moment. And uh, mm. anyone who's seen market cycles for any period of time knows that when you see a big fervor of, uh, of M&A activity and IPOs and the like, it's generally occurring towards the end of a cycle than in the end. But who knows? It's 2020. It could be yeah. the start of a cycle. No one really knows. Um, I want to talk the stock of the day as well. Always an interesting one. The stock of the day today is Technology One. It's been a popular stock. Um, Nathan Somersandram from Deep Data Analytics and Carl Capolingua from Think Markets were talking about this one. Let's take a listen. Um, it's in the tech sector, but it's actually relatively stable. Government contracts. It's done well, uh, but I think the big thing is it still has the same problem with most technology companies. They are trading at relatively high multiple. Yep. So we are beginning to see some pressure coming off that. So if you're not going to see more stimulus, and, and I mean substantially higher stimulus, I hate to see how these stretch multiples can be sustained. So I'd expect these growth stocks to come back to a right. lower multiple. I think the market needs a bit of steam to come off and there's a lot of uncertainty over the next month. Yeah. So when that plays out, I'd expect technology one probably come back uh, come back a bit as well right. and that'll give you an opportunity to buy in. With a sort of single high single digit uh, growth rate it's hard to justify that that valuation at this stage uh, for me. Uh, you know the share price is um, you know again I, I like to look at things from a technical perspective as well and, and I like to see momentum uh, in earnings that well, we've got that but I like to see momentum that re- reflected in momentum in the share price and we're not seeing that either so um, whilst I guess there will be a, a point to buy it as Nathan said I don't think it's here. Yeah, I would say anywhere between that sort of um, low sevens to high sixes. So let's say 680 to to 720 would be the zone. All right, that was Technology One. Nathan Somersandram from Deep Data Analytics and Carl Capolingua from Think Markets both like the stock, though with some caveats involved, of course. Yeah, we'll have to go and add it to the portfolio if it falls. Yeah, exactly. That's that's sort of the name of the game there. Um, Look, before we go... Worth reiterating tomorrow, big day for markets. Look, probably not much expected ahead of the budget uh, in terms of how markets will trade, as we said, pretty much priced in. But still, eve of the budget, always an interesting one. Yeah, so a lot of fervor, a lot of excitement on companies, that thing. I know the journalists who go down for the lockout get really excited when they finally get out, at least. They <laughs> generally go to the bar, but uh, no, there'll be a lot of uh, people looking, particularly around it comes to support for lower and middle income workers and also what's going to happen with those uh, tax cuts, what's going to be brought through. It looks like it, the, the, the mail, when it comes to those phase two of the income tax cuts, looks pretty strong to be backdated uh, to the start of this financial year. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with the, uh, with the phase three, the big chunky ones that's going to go and flatten the tax, uh, tax rate for millions of Australians. So one to go and keep an eye on at the moment. But apart from that, uh, I think a lot of it has already been priced in. You know, maybe there'll be some big bang announcement from the government, uh, but we'll find out, of course, when uh, Josh Feinerberg steps up at 7.30 tomorrow evening. Well, a nice boost in Dow futures as well. So we'll watch where US markets track overnight to give us a bit of a lead for tomorrow, but it certainly is looking positive after Trump's little run around, or I should say uh, drive around in his 
limo, a little hospital reprieve, yeah, we'll I guess you could say. See if he goes and gets in the chopper and goes back to the White House to continue his recuperation. But yep. uh, at the moment, uh, you know, that's, his health over the weekend, I think, undoubtedly, you know, the appearances seem to be, you know, uh, casting, uh, you know, pushing aside any concern about, you know, deteriorating any further. So I think that's definitely had a bit of impact along with what's going on with this fiscal side of the equation. Uh, whether we actually go and get an agreement between the Democrats mm. and the Republicans, I'm still not very certain about it. Well, all eyes on trading tonight. Big day tomorrow. We'll see you then. That's, that's it for the COB. See you from 8.30 tomorrow morning. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.